Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business. And we are, as every time, going to have wonderful advice for you. And it's not just my magical brain, but I have a guest with me as well this week. And we're going to talk about something that I think will benefit a lot, a lot of you who want to grow and scale their business and who realize at some point that you cannot do it all. So today with me, I have Max Fish. He is a successful real estate investor and a founder of the Liberty Business Solutions. Liberty Business Solutions is a full service outsourcing and talent acquisition business serving clients in various industries around the world. Max helps clients scale by shedding costs of traditional staff and allow a more nimble operation. So Max, I'm excited to have you here. Obviously someone who has a lot of experience in business from a lot of different angles. And I'm very excited because we just had a little chat and you are starting to branch out a little bit because we one could think, okay, real estate, not entirely sure what I'd be doing with that information, but there is so much more to it. So I want you, if you can, hopefully, <laughs> share a little bit more about why you decided to add another angle to what you do and what exactly that is. Sure, of course. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Christine. Excited to be here as well. Um, and yes, we are branching out. I started out uh, 19, 20 years old um, in the real estate business. That's always been my focus. Um, as a result of people asking me how I was successful doing what I was doing, I uh, started Real Estate Project Solutions, which is essentially the same business model, just focused specifically on the real estate space. Uh, to answer your question directly, people would continue to reach out to us saying, hey, I'm in you know this industry or that industry. It's not real estate. Can you help me? And obviously uh, the uh, the core um, the core processes we engage in is simply uh, not simply, but it's it's basically HR or or recruiting, headhunting, that kind of thing. And so with some small changes, we can service those clientele. So that's what Liberty Business Solutions is all about. Wonderful. Yes. And I agree. And sometimes it's daunting because a lot of people, you know, especially in the online industry, you have a skill you want to serve and then you 
do another certification maybe. And then you decide, okay, I want to build this business online. And I just did a TikTok really, literally yesterday mm-hmm. that in the beginning, you are your HR department, your finance department, your marketing department, your publicity department, your graphic design department, your content creation department, so many different things. And at a certain point, as you get more clients, it's just not possible to do it all. And I think that's exactly what you realized as well, starting with a brick and mortar, most likely, and then building and growing, starting digital as well. And people see, okay, this guy still has a life. How is that possible? So I think it's wonderful. It's something streamlining. It's definitely something that I love talking to my clients about and help them with. We are going today talk specifically about something because you've had obviously a lot of experience with growing a team, maybe also letting some people go at some extent, and you've learned a lot of lessons. So the first question that I have, is there a difference between onboarding people in an offline business to an online business? What's the difference? So my brick and mortar so, so as an aside, I have a, a small real estate, active real estate business uh, where we buy and sell real estate. We do renovations and things. I have a team there and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I probably spend 15 or 20 hours a week uh, in that business. But again, mm-hmm. as you said, because I have a team. Um, so I, I, I do have experience uh, hiring and firing, which consequently is a result of, uh, you know, the, uh, the VA uh, business. Um, but definitely more so on the on the uh, online side of things. Um, hmm. In my opinion, I would say there absolutely is a difference. Um, you know, simple things as an example, uh, getting people to show up to an interview on time, dressed mildly professionally, which mm-hmm. nowadays, I mean, a suit and tie is like blows people's minds. Uh, <laughs> when, when I first started uh, in, uh, you know, in the real estate business, I started as a mortgage originator. Uh, and I would walk into real estate offices in a suit and tie and, um, uh, you know, and I was working, you know, for example, I'd be working in, in, in the summertime at the shore, everybody's walking around flip-flops and, and, and board shorts or whatever. And I'm wearing a full suit. Yeah. Nowadays, you show up to an interview in a suit, the, the hiring person is going to look at it and go, Hmm, you know, and things have changed is my point. It's so, so weird. Yeah. Something like that is, is definitely a big difference. Um, and then of course there's all of the things that that you you can't get from being face to face with someone uh, when you're in the online arena. So those are just two simple examples. Um, I'd say there's pros and cons. I don't know that one is necessarily better or more difficult than the other. It's just you have to understand the differences and, and then try to address them as best you can uh, based on your needs, right? It, because it does. It's not about the the hire you're making. It's about the the role you're trying to fill and finding the right person. Definitely. So, so how can you avoid the heartbreak that a lot of people get online because they've, they've never hired anyone? Very rarely. I do have some people, obviously, who have a background in HR. They know what it means. But most people have no experience in that department. They never had to hire anyone. They never had to let go of anyone. So obviously what we wish for people is to listen to this episode and then when they decide to hire, they will do it the right way or the best way possible so that they will be avoided the conundrum, dilemma and heartbreak of realizing this is not working out. How 
can I cut ties here? So maybe before we go into the discussion of how you can maybe let someone go, mm-hmm. what, how can you maybe make sure that you prepare the best way to attract the right person? Because I think that's already where a lot of people kind of not fail is not the right word, but are suboptimal in when they actually say what they need help with. So two, so two things. Um, I liken it uh, to painting. All right, mm-hmm. you want to paint a wall. You don't run and grab the paint bucket and the paintbrush and start painting. Any good painter will tell you ninety percent of the job is preparation, making sure that the surface is smooth, making sure it's clean, making sure all the nails are right, making sure that all the repairs are done. Um, you know, if you have a dirty wall, that's all, uh, you know, banged up with, you know, I don't know, divots or dents or whatever in it and you paint it. Okay. Well, you're going to have a nicely painted dented, dinged up, dirty wall. (laughs) So you are, in my opinion, hundred percent correct. All of the upfront work that you do will increase the likelihood that you attract the right person in the right situation. And you have longevity. The biggest issue that I find personally, and this plays for, for clients as well is turnover. Okay. You invest a whole bunch of time and energy in someone training and onboarding and all of that. And then you have an issue and now you have to, most people will just cut and run. Unfortunately, the two weeks notice thing is, is rare in my experience, but then you have to now stop your other work, start looking for someone, find that person, go through the whole process again. And now you've not only lost the time because you you're dealing with that yourself, right? We all started essentially as a team of one, uh, but you also lost all of the time that you would have otherwise spent elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if folks listening to this get nothing other than what I'm about to say, I, I would be, I'd be like really, really happy for everybody. Um, in the real estate business, we deal with contractors. Now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of great ones. I know a lot of bad ones and everything in between. Most people have had some experience with contractors. The best lesson I ever learned in real estate, other than you only make money when you buy, uh, is um, slow to hire, quick to fire. Yeah. As soon as you see a problem, understand you should be thinking about possibly cutting ties because nobody, people, people don't, um, people don't typically change their what, what is it, change their stripes or whatever the saying is. Mm-hmm. So if you see an issue. To try to like coddle that person and work through it is, is again, in my experience, always a failure. And so, you know, you do everything by the numbers. And if it doesn't line up, you know, you politely, you know, and yeah. most people think that a termination is bad for them or, or, or bad for the, the, uh, the employee or the, um, or the contractor. But in reality, it's almost always better for both of you if it's a bad situation uh, to end it earlier than later. I agree. I agree. I think one thing that I had an interview about is that like, even before you even do the job description is to be really clear about what you expect as well, you know, because I think that's also a mistake that a lot of people do. They say, okay, I need someone, let's say to paint, yes, the house, but they don't say how it's supposed to be to look like, you know, so in what amount of time, how much paint, in, you know, in what rooms, if we use the metaphor again, so whatever you're hiring for, make sure that you have a time frame in there if you can, or some quantifier. I find that is really, really important. Another tip that I had, and I found this really interesting, and I'm interested in if you have something similar, 
we talked about, you know, the good old times when you had, you were dressed up in a suit and tie for an interview, or at least you tried to give some appearance of being a put together, having it all together person, how that has changed. And obviously, yes, just being on time is already something. But nowadays, you know, even with VAs, a lot of the time you don't even have like Zoom onboarding calls, depending on what it is. So I'm going to give you guys a little tip that someone told me. And it's when you have the, the you know, when you appeal that, you, you guys, I'm looking for someone who give them a list of different tasks to do. So right from the bat. So it could be send me an email with this precise subject line and it already tells you who's going for detail and who isn't and all the people who are not using that subject line are already even be considered exactly Exactly. or apply between 4 p.m and 6 p.m europe central or you know um these are the five questions please just answer me with these five questions i'm not interested in anything else and it is a game changer. And I just did it recently for someone to help me with my Instagram. And there were like so many people and I knew in that group, there'd be a lot of freelancers in there. And I had five very specific questions. And anyone who just didn't even answer these five where I could see they didn't read it, they didn't answer these five precise laid out questions, I didn't even get back to them. And I think that's already something, you know, that will tell you a lot about the person Are they looking at the detail? Are they actually reading what you're asking them to do? And it's going to save you a lot of heartache. So how do you do that? Maybe you have another tip like that that can be super helpful as well. Yeah, look, I totally agree. Uh, And uh, that's exactly what we do in in our business. So just to give you an example, um, Liberty Business Solutions called Sister Company because, you know, uh, uh, LBS is is uh, fairly new. Uh, Real Estate Project Solutions. Um, we interview at this point something like five to six hundred folks a month. Wow. Okay. We hire about seven to maybe eight percent of them. All right. And most people go, "Well, that's insane." To which I would say, "Well, yeah, maybe." But when someone goes, so we put out very detailed, uh, to your point, very detailed job descriptions. We refer the folks to a website of ours where they have a a questionnaire and we ask them very pointed questions similar uh, to what you're alluding to. And we know that depending on how they answer, they may not have read, they may be rushing. Mm. And, you know, you can't derive a decision based on that, but you can, it it helps to influence your, you know, your opinion of this person. Um, I mean, honestly, little stuff, you know, do they use proper punctuation? Do they capitalize? Do they you know, little things like that are really interesting. We had at one point, one time, um, we had, uh, you know, we had our questionnaire, let's say there's 10 questions. Uh, we asked for maybe an audio recording if they're doing phone work uh, and a copy of the resume. We had one question that said, <clears throat> um, I forget, it was something like, uh, um, if you read this question, you can, you know, skip the next 10 questions or something. And, <laughs> and, and out of like 100 people, only like three actually, um, only did basically, you know, called half the what questions because, because I mean, I don't know what they thought when they read this question uh, and, and it's a trick. <laughs> what they put in there, but yeah, I mean, and, and it just shows it, you know, again, you can drive a few things, maybe they're not paying attention. They're rushed. Um, and, and I get it partly, but you know, look, if, if you, I, I listen to a few of your podcasts and, and, you know, you always talk about or allude to things like, you know, you can't do it by yourself and you need a good team. Well, if you're going to build a strong organization, you need strong people. And if you got people that aren't going to respect the work, 
similar to you would, they're never going to care as much as you do as the owner, but you know, that's a problem. You know, you need people that are truly um, concerned and want to project uh, the core values of the company and, and treat it with, you know, the, the respect and, and detail that it deserves. You, you know, you don't, anybody can hire bodies and, you know, but we're not digging ditches. It's very specific work. And there has to be a, a there has to be a connection, you know, on, okay. in, in terms of um, personalities and, and things like that. So, you know, if your work ethic differs significantly from the person you're hiring, that too could be a problem. So all of those little nuances come into play. I agree. There's one question that I want to ask you because it's in the topics that you offer to talk about. One bullet point says that a topic that you know quite a bit about is how to identify resume fraud from applicants. And I was like, oh my God, because, you know, I maybe I'm too naive and I'm like, nobody's going to, how could people be so dishonest? But, you know, that's just, <laughs> seriously, I have to laugh at myself sometimes. But again, I think a lot of people are in that situation and are like, how could they? So let's just be real here. It mm -hmm. is a truth. It is fact that you have people out there who will send you a fraudulent resume or not be entirely truthful. So within your experience, you've obviously identified a couple of, you know, hints or a couple of ident you identified identifiers. That's not the mm -hmm. most eloquent I've ever been but you identify some key points where you're like okay this this doesn't quite work mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit more about that yeah so I not to be too long-winded but it's a very big deal and I think you know look everyone that I meet in this space for the most part not everyone but the vast majority are very upbeat very positive very hardworking type of folks and you know and everybody's had failures and successes and all that kind of stuff so you know I think that um, most of us are not jaded and we don't take a negative view or at least we don't lead with a negative perspective on things and so yeah the thought of somebody misrepresenting themselves blatantly on a resume, is foreign to me, yes. to you, to most people, because, you know, look, we all embellish, right? I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, well, I, you know, I got a, you know, a, a three, a, a three, three O GPA. I'm going to tell you it was a three point, you know, six, seven, nine or, or, or whatever, you know, because you want to put your best foot forward, but there's a difference between that and fraud. What a lot of folks will do is they will assume that the information they're given is accurate and understandable because that's what they would do. But if you're a one-man band, you don't have the time and resources like my team does to go through and verify all this stuff. So, yes. you know, you may get a good positive interaction with someone and feel good. And therefore, you might shortcut some of the otherwise um, activities that you would, you would do. Um, and again, it all goes back to the same thing, you know, my, my wall painting analogy. The more time you spend doing the preparation on the wall, the better the job is going to be at the end. The more time you spend interviewing and making sure you got the right person, the better, the like, the higher the likelihood of not only a quality person, but success and longevity. Again, longevity is key. And I, I, I always try to tell people that um, to take a, a page out of uh, Gino Wickman's book, Traction, if you're familiar, great book, I would recommend anybody read it. But um, he always talks about right people, right seats, wrong people, wrong seats, and just real quick, the idea is that you can't take someone who's not suited for a particular role, okay, based on, for example, maybe like a personality profile test or something, um, 
and put them in that role and train them and get them to do well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could be the best employee in the world, you know, um, but if you're not a sales guy, it's very hard to make you a sales guy or, or, yeah. or whatever. So, so yeah, it's, I think it's very important. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about the resume fraud thing because it's huge. Uh, yeah. And it's a, it's a real problem. I agree. And it's literally, when I read it, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, because I live in my little bubble. And I was like, this is interesting. So what are maybe like one or two questions that you ask that pretty much give you a direct insight whether this is actually serious or not? Here's the problem. And this is why I, I talk about this often. It, it's not that simple. Mm. Uh, it's not like, um, uh, you know, you ask a pointed question, you know, did you go to college? You know, it's like, yes, you did or no, you didn't. You <laughs> sure. know, it's very straightforward. <laughs> this is really gray. Um, and I say that for a few reasons. So this is really, really uh, prevalent in the Philippines, for example. So a lot of folks hire Philippines and we do some. Um, we hire globally, though. Um, so we find that different folks are are better at different different things but um you know it's very prevalent in the philippines as an example but they actually will go so far there's companies that these folks can pay that will draft a resume a verifiable resume which is to me is just crazy wow. yeah um and they will actually uh put these out there and you know they're very good so what we have done is created um a a very long um, and methodical interview hiring onboarding process where we are able to not eliminate, but um, reduce the likelihood that, that, that someone's resume, for us, the resume is just, it's just an exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something to look at. At the end of the day, what we want to know is, um, you know, do you have experience? Do you have the ability? Do you have the core characteristics that we want to see? Because culture and fit and all that is important. Again, it goes back to longevity. Yeah, I agree. So is that a process that you do with your clients? So if you look at Liberty Business Solutions, if you have someone who's like, okay, I'm in my business, I'm ready to, you know, grow, I need some help with some stuff. Is that what you do? How exactly do you, like if I have someone who's like, okay, I'm ready to take the plunge, but I don't have the courage to do this on myself. I want someone who's done this, who can tell me, okay, we're going to do this, 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 this. Basically help me get my team together. Is mm -hmm. How exactly does that, what does that process look like? So we offer two, call it lines of business, okay? We have a fully managed solution, okay? So uh, Christine comes, uh, maybe is referred to me. So maybe you and I speak directly or you talk to one of my sales guys. And uh, we do a you know general um, kind of Q and A or initial call, and you say let's move forward, and we do all the all of the uh, administrative stuff. Uh, from there, we have um, a detailed questionnaire that we provide clients, um, and we can um, you know incorporate all that stuff into the onboarding process. Um, the fully managed solution is basically you come to me and you say. Um, you know, you figure it out. Um, here's the things <laughs> I want the person doing. And, um, you know, and I'll, I'll check in with them once in a while, but basically your team handles it all. Okay. Um, the other side is more the traditional kind of headhunter recruiting model where we'll find, we'll find say, you know, three, four, five folks will help you with the interview process. We'll consult with you on compensation and, and, you know, KPIs and, and all that kind of stuff, get you the tools and systems you need. Uh, and you essentially are, basically bringing it in house, I guess is how I would consider yep. it. Um, so those are the two kind of specific um, uh, lines of business. And um, yeah, the onboarding process, like I said, typically questionnaire, 
Um, and then depending on the, you know, the managed or unmanaged, uh, there's, you know, the process there in the middle. Uh, and then there's call it like, um, you know, like a post, uh, you know, post engagement period or, or something where you know, there's some guarantees and we stick around to keep an eye on things. Um, and you just make sure that things run smoothly and the integration is uh, as seamless as possible. Um, there's always problems. I tell everybody it's how severe and, 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 you know, how do we deal with them? And hopefully they're not that severe and they're infrequent. Um, I think it's a brilliant solution. I have to be very honest. I've been doing podcasts for a long time. Like this is my third business podcast. I had sleep like a boss and we did a sleep like a boss business segment. And then I did the 360 half biz podcast for two years over hundred episodes. And then this one is fairly new, so to say, but I've been doing tons of these. And I think I've seen like VA agencies, but I haven't seen this model around yet. Like I've seen people who help you get ready to hire, but don't really hire afterwards. So I think this is the first time I've actually heard of an agency or of a model business model where, you know, as a business owner, you can just literally go and say, help. And then I feel like, depending on how comfortable you feel, either, you know, let your baby off, go to completely and do your thing or have someone help you to then onboard. I really love that hybrid solution. Or transition. You know, we do yeah. that too. You know, where someone comes to us and says, I want you to manage it. And then I want to bring it in house over time. Mm -hmm. um, we have clients that have, you know, say one or two agents and it doesn't make sense to bring it in house. We have guys that have 10 and obviously that, that does. Yes. Um, we look, I'm not going to suggest that we're the only folks out there, but what I will say is I very quickly learned how difficult it is and how time consuming it is because I'm not an HR person. I'm a sales and real estate guy from kind of, like I said, from the beginning. Um, but what I learned is that, you know, well, take my numbers. If we're interviewing 500 people and we're hiring, you know, 35, um, you know, if you had to hire, you know, if you do those metrics, it's like, are you going to hire, are you going to interview a hundred people as a business That's owner, no, especially if no you're way. the only one you don't have the time. It's crazy. I think so, most people wouldn't even know where to find them. That would be the first step because I think honestly, loads of people here, they don't know like, okay, you may, might have five or Upwork or anything like that, but then you get overwhelmed. But most people wouldn't even know where to find all of those resources, you know, and it's not their job to know. Let's be very frank. It's not here. interesting. It's not fun, of course. And it's not. It shouldn't be, you know, so and I'm all for outsourcing what is not in your zone of genius and then what you don't need to do. And ultimately, for you guys listening out there, your job is to serve your clients and to find new clients or to have new clients find you. All the rest of the stuff, in my opinion, is always best outsourced. So I'm absolutely... I love this service. I just think it's it's really, really great. I'm very, very happy that we have you here so that people know that it exists. And obviously well, you're very that. knowledgeable about it. So tell us, if I have someone who's like, okay, actually this is exactly in my comfort zone because I've tried doing it on my own and then I hired the wrong people and now you know, it's, we're, we're not getting anywhere. So how get, do they get in touch with you and go through process A or process B that you described to us? Mm -hmm. So right now, uh, Liberty Business Solutions is working on uh, the final website and, and all of that. So for now, um, I would say either Facebook or Instagram, uh, you can reach out to me directly, you could find the business there as well. Um, or go on the uh, realestateprojectsolutions.com uh, website, find some additional information, and you can submit your information for a 
for a call. Um, for folks that are listening, uh, you know, that would want to speak with me directly, um, obviously I'm very busy, but I try to make myself available. And if you go through the website, chances are you're going to end up uh, speaking to one of my sales guys, which they're very, you know, they're very friendly, very great, no high pressure stuff. But um, sometimes people like to, you know, speak directly to me um, as someone who's more in kind of walking in their shoes, I guess, yeah. as opposed to, a, you know, a, a, an employee. Absolutely. And you guys, in order to get access to Max directly, head over to my website, christinewinsbusiness.com forward slash blog, where you will have the show notes, where we have all the links to his social media handles, which is where you can send him a message directly without having to go, you know, through contact forms or, you know, through the sales team, if you don't feel comfortable with that. So head over to that. And with that, make sure that if you watch this on YouTube, that you subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, subscribe to Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this to. And also, if you prefer to read very quickly what we've been talking about, you do have the show notes and all the links that are clickable on my website, Christine Wins Business, and I really appreciate it. Also, if there was something interesting, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. We always, always appreciate it. And we it's, it's, make it, it's my oxygen as a business owner, obviously. So Max, thank you so much for investing your time with us today. I honestly hope that you'll have lots of people reaching out. I think it's like my two thumbs up are definitely there. Like my stamp of approval for anyone listening. Definitely, definitely check it out um, specifically if you start to feel overwhelmed because you've got so much to do. So Max, thank you so, so much for being here today. Really appreciate that, Christine. It was a pleasure and uh, I appreciate the, uh, the vote of confidence. So thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, you guys, I'll see you in two weeks with a new guest and a new topic and take care and talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now. All right, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.